0: birds are buzzing (laughs) the bees are buzzing and the birds are chirping and we're still here just learning welcome back y'all to the ebb and flow radio my name is steven jaggers today i got to sit down and flow with holistic fitness fusion himself walker Eaton. he's a local here in sedona (laughs) He is a fitness, elite fitness professional. Dude's a beast. And he's got a ton of knowledge as well. Very humble, uh, very grounded human. So check it out. This was an awesome conversation. I think you will get a ton from it. Leave me a review on iTunes. Hit me up on social media. Let me know what you want to hear, where you want me to go, and how you want me to flow. All right. Enjoy. Peace.
1: Little tempo thing goes oh, on. No, yeah, I, I turned the metronome off. That's the metronome, so we, can, so we can time <laughs> so our so talking. We
0: can time our talk, dude. Time's been an interesting thing lately. Yeah, it's, it's like, a, like uh, man, there, I'm, I don't even know what day it is right now. Mm. <laughs> it's a Tuesday, <laughs> I know. which feels crazy because, like, I actually
1: did wake up this morning, like, you know, in the mindset of like just. I have nothing to do today and like usually every Tuesday like I'm going to work like I'm you know getting ready for all my clients of the day and like there's always mm. a big structure to it um, but I've really been enjoying like the lack of structure that's been in my life recently from all of this because I've actually been able to kind of restructure you mm. know things that I'm really like passionate about things that I've been wanting to work on more, like specifically like in my own body and my own mind. Okay. And, you know, so like, this morning, has just been a great morning. You know, I, I got to read this, this book I'm reading and Adam Devero came over and nice. Did a little training Swing with him. Some Bells. Yeah. I had a good, some good
0: conversations with him. So dude, he's always got some great yeah. conversations. And now and I'm here talking to you. So dude, more good conversations. It's going, it's going great. Yeah, man, it's interesting because we, I feel like everyone was just hustling so hard and like the Mm. hustle and bustle of it and we're just moving so quick that now it's like everything's come to a halt and we all have so much space and time in our days to really like utilize that time and figure out, okay, what was our, like, what was the structure that we had going? Where was it supporting like, ourselves and the direction yeah. that we're going now we have that time to really kind of figure out how to repattern and for the next time that we do go expand it was like hustling externally whereas mm. like
1: now i see a lot of people hustling like internally oh yeah and like kind of doing more for themselves and and more for others like in a mm. very like genuine way you know what i mean not in such a like service oriented way but more of like a authentic, like trading or just, you know, just good company, just seeing yeah. people, um, at least I can say that much for myself, you know, but it's been a really good change of pace for me personally. Um, I'm like, I'm really happy to have that viewpoint on all of it and that mindset, but yeah, like there's other people in the world that are very involved in the fear and, they're really ingesting that and they're also living it maybe a little more than I am you know yeah. like they might have direct relatives that are affected mm-hmm. um, or they might be in a situation like in a big city or something where you know we're really lucky here in Sedona because we can just absolutely go to the creek later absolutely. today and
0: like, <laughs> I feel so spoiled yeah I feel so spoiled but yeah you know it's true It's true on both sides. You know, we always have control over our perspective and our mindset, no matter what, no matter how Mm -hmm. ugly shit gets, we always have the ability to choose. No one chooses your mindset for you. Exactly. That's one of my favorite quotes.
1: It's like, you always, at every moment in time, you have one, you have a choice, Mm -hmm. you know, you can always choose how you're going to react or, yeah you know feel about something it's a constant chasing of balance essentially because our like neurologically our brain is always trying to keep up with all of the little synapses and interactions um that are going on in our in our nervous system you know it's always trying to like it's always trying to make sense of like the moment that just slipped away Mm. you know um so like yeah just just being more in tune with the present and and really allowing to to try to make that conscious choice um dude
0: it's you know, crazy it's so how valuable. how like we will always find evidence for whatever like we choose our perspective to be mm. you know like if i were to choose that i'm going to see this as just like a terrible situation and yeah. you know um conspiracy theory or whatever you know whatever it is like i could probably research enough and and look into all the things to probably find evidence to back up oh, my yeah. my mindset or if i'm like okay this is you know we can utilize this time to really figure out what you know, I can do differently in my business and like just, and heal and like, and take time yeah. to just like rest and, yeah. and spend time with my loved ones. And, you know, we do, have, I do have an abundance on time right now. Yeah. And well, that's even like, though my income has come to a screeching halt, uh, that's definitely very scary, but you we can still choose. <laughs> exactly. I can choose the mindset for a little while here.
1: Yeah. People <laughs> like, people are always playing a little video in their minds of like, how they expect a scenario to go like before it happens, you know, like that's That's how like anxiety is or like, you know, fear of going somewhere because something might happen. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's natural. Like this is a survival instinct for us because we're trying to avoid those negative situations. Yeah. Um, but what can happen is like when you dwell on that and you replay that negative video Mm. over and over in your mind, yeah, Like that is actually fortifying the synapses in your brain. And like now it's just becoming like reality for you're you. You're literally creating a reality. Yeah. By and playing that's that like, over
0: and over and over again. Cause you're going to look yeah. for that. And, and then people can do that bad. on
1: their own. And now you have like media who's just like feeding that also like, like real video, mm-hmm. like a literal video of like fear and negativity yeah 100% of the time and then people like see that and then they play their own video surrounding their own situation like oh my god like my mom is in San Francisco like what oh, if this shit. gets her and like i'm going to play all these negative scenarios mm-hmm. because i'm really good at analyzing negative scenarios because i need that to survive so yeah. that's what i focus on and like i think that's that's the people that are like really you know yeah. getting the fear well, um, overwhelmed right now is is those people continuously watching the news and playing those negative videos, you know,
0: it's called television programming yeah. it's programming us. Literally it's mm. crazy. It's, and it's one of my mentors called television. It's tell a vision, <laughs> you know, it's literally telling you the vision that you should have for the world or sure. the outlook that you should have on the world. And it's like, if we're going to keep tuning into that, of course, that's all we're going to see. Mm. And, You know, it's interesting because... Yeah, living in Sedona, we're definitely in a in a bubble out here. You yeah, know? It's like I don't watch the news. I don't like I'm not tuned into any sort of like media yeah. uh lately since this has been going on, I've been listening to like 5 minutes of NPR every day just mm. to like kind of check in to see right. what's going on. You know, I don't want to be like It's all you need. I don't want to, <laughs> you know, I don't want to step outside and and uh you know, get arrested for going outside or something because I wasn't aware of what's going on on the news, but at the same time, that's tuning like a into legitimate that fear right now it's a, that's a, legitimate... That's like a legitimate thing. <laughs> that's a legitimate thing yeah. um yeah. yeah my my <laughs> girlfriend
1: was um like she's down in brazil and like um she like had to fly into lax and then she's back uh well no she's still in brazil now okay, but like okay. on the way there like oh, she yeah, flew yeah. into lax and then she flew yeah. down to this um like big city in brazil i don't know what it's called um and then, like the day she was there, like the police actually like tracked her down from her flight because she flew in from a foreign country, like holy shit, basically an epicenter, which LA is like. Yeah. There's so many cases there, right? So they like actually tracked her down and then gave her a notice, like with like legal, um, like ramifications. Yeah, they're like you have to be quarantined for seven days, and so like she wasn't allowed to leave the hotel room for like seven days. Oh um,
0: shit!
1: And then like, this is information that is probably not that harmful if I disclose, but like, then they, like her and her dad had to like go up coast because all of the travel bans were going into effect like four days later. So she was only quarantined for like four days and mm. then she like basically escaped from that like quarantine thing so that she could go up coast before all the buses and trains and all of their means of transportation were, were going to be shut, shut down. down or they would be stuck in like a huge
0: metropolitan city. Wow. What uh, a crazy, Brazil. what a crazy like decision yeah. that you have to make at thought, that right. point. You yeah. have, like it's like, it's crunch time. You're either yeah. stuck here, quarantined in the metropolitan <sighs> or you break the law in a foreign yeah. country. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and
1: like luckily her dad like has a friend who's a lawyer and so they kind of like consulted him about mm. it, and he was like, "Well, because it wasn't like translated to you in English, and you guys don't speak Portuguese oh, as like damn. a first language, it's not going to hold up in court." So, like, essentially, you're good to go. Like, yeah, fuck like, it, I'm out. <laughs> so they're like, hitting the road. <laughs> yeah, they like went up the coast, and now they're. Um, I'm happy to say that they're in this really beautiful beach town. Like I think it's, mm. it's one of the most like famous iconic beaches in Brazil, actually um, like really kind of notorious for its surfing and white sands. And she's just having like an amazing time with her dad out there. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, so I'm happy that they like kind of made escaped. The, made
0: the move. Yeah. yeah. But that's like, you, you took know, the that's
1: leap. a situation of like, that's just one example of what's happening to so many people right now mm. in so many similar contexts, you know, yeah, So it's like in a really kind of weird, interesting way. I wouldn't necessarily say dark, um, but like kind of not, not that fortunate is that like everybody's like experiencing the same thing like in the world
0: right now. It's a global thing. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like this is a direct example of how everyone says, you know, we, we say we're all one. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or we're all connected, you know, it could be some airy fairy talk. No, we are like someone's decisions in China or wherever, you know, I'm not going to get into the aspects, whether it was created from this meat market or conspiracy or whatever it is. Um, But let alone it's spreading to everywhere that humans exist. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we are all connected and the decision that one person makes has a has ramifications to everyone else. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. It's like, we literally had to spell it out for people, for some people to start waking up, you yeah. know, and I'm not here to tell you that I'm super awake cause I'm not, but like, there's a lot of people that aren't very in tune with that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's like kind of a literal mm-hmm. sense of like, wow, everyone is kind of like waking up right now. Yeah. And like becoming aware that like, Oh, we all are connected. And like what my actions do, like does affect the world. Mm -hmm. You know,
0: I think we'll see. I, I, I guarantee there will be more positive than, than negative that comes out of this. Like I can't guarantee that, but I, I feel that inside. Yeah. I think that this is like a great awakening. I feel that
1: too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't say, I wouldn't say you're far off at all. Like, um, I mean, at least I can speak for myself in saying that, like, I've never felt more connected to, um, like, my own path Mm. and, like, what I want to really focus on for my own self. Um, I've never felt more love for other people, too. Yeah. Like, in a real way, you know, like, I'm, I'm a pretty loving guy, naturally. Yeah. But, um, and like, I like to, you know, do nice things for people just because I like to show people compassion and joy and, and let them know that they are loved, you know? Um, but now more than ever, I feel very rhythmic with that. Like, it's just routine now. It's not like planned. It's not mm. like effort. It's not like me going on my way for somebody. I think in the past, sometimes I felt as if it was like a burden almost or a chore, sometimes, you know, where like now for my own self, it's like I get to like experience this compassion for this person and like really give that to other people. And so like for my own self, I know that I'm experiencing that. And like, I really hope other people are getting that experience as well in some way or the other, you know?
0: Yeah. Have you felt a significant switch with that during this pandemic? I think so. Yeah. I mean, like just having a lot more time
1: to like take care of myself mm. which i think in order to be passionate and like loving you have to love yourself like that's a very like that's a very real quote mm. and like um
0: to be of service you got to be fit for service yeah. yeah
1: and so like having more time to meditate and stretch dude like i've been working so much on that frt stuff
0: um, FRC,
1: FRC, and yeah, FRA, and like <laughs> all the different you know, acronyms. <laughs> <whatever> the <hell. laughs> dude. I was watching every with him. He's like, "Yeah, people get pissed off with all these acronyms. It's like they can't understand it." <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> um, Doctor Andrew, oh Andres yeah, Andrew, was, or you know, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, But yeah, Dude's practicing that stuff, dude, and just like becoming stuff. more aware of my body, which is always mm. something that I'm I've strived for for the last. You know, more than a decade is like trying to yeah, basically perfect my physical, mental yeah. well-being, you know. You definitely One thing are... specifically was like my internal rotation of my hip. Oh, yeah. Dude, I lack so much internal yeah. rotation of my hip.
0: <laughs> Most and, of us, too. <laughs> yeah, bro.
1: And like I've been practicing that stuff and literally just in the course of a week, like it's responded tremendously where like, wow, I'm feeling this side really freeing up. And like it's decreasing the knee pain i felt on this side and like i didn't have as much mobility in my big toe on my left leg you know and and all of this i think stemmed from like a little hip injury that i had like years ago when i did like a crossfit competition and we like mm-hmm. injured my hip pretty bad
0: cool well for some reason, the audio shut off, but we're going to continue. So you had a cool. hip injury, and that this <laughs> is it F- going now. It's going now. Sweet. Yeah. What's up, people? <laughs> what up? What up? <laughs> so the uh, the injury to your hip from a CrossFit com- competition. You've been using the FRC, or or if people don't know what that is. That's functional range conditioning, and it's basically activation. Um, it's active range of motion, or trying to actively take certain joints through their range of motion um and it's like an active stretch would you call that a little bit yeah
1: like it's kind of using your own strength to like move through a range
0: of motion Mm -hmm. and usually like really hard the limiting factor yeah
1: the limiting factor should be the antagonistic muscle group like that's where you should feel the stretch right yeah like if i'm going into that external rotation or whatever i should feel it stretching my glute Absolutely. So like, that's kind of what we all see. If you're not feeling it, if you feel it kind of like on the inside in that example, that's what we understand as like an impingement essentially. Mm, Um, mm. So it's like actually affecting the joint capsule. And so your joint capsule doesn't have that space. Yeah. A lot of people have those. Um, But for me, like I found that I do have impingement um, in my hip and like I was working on so much flexion of my hip because that's where I feel the limitation. Mm -hmm. Um, And, external rotation of my hip and extension of my hip, but I wasn't working on internal rotation. So I was mm. literally missing like 180 degrees of this spectrum, Yeah, which I I was just not very educated on to be a hundred percent honest like that. It was totally. so important.
0: Well, the thing is that most people aren't.
1: Yeah. But it's like, it's so common sense. Obviously it's like, Oh, the hip joint is, it's a very mobile joint. It should go mm. in a almost 360, 360 yeah. degrees, yeah. you know? Um, just like the shoulder, the two mm-hmm. joints in our body that just happen to be the most complex yeah. need that that huge range of motion. Um, and so it's it's opened up some like very obvious concepts of just like, well, you just got to practice all ranges, you know, and, and stop getting stuck in your ways of like, well, my, my extension is limited, so or like my flexion is limited so i just have to stretch my flexion more it's yeah. like well if you free up the internal rotation first mm. well your flexion will benefit exactly. because you can't have one without everything like you're only as strong as your weakest link right exactly so like that's something that like really specifically has happened to me over the last
0: just like couple weeks it's becoming that. more of like a it's becoming more holistic really and getting the body to work as a unit. And and like you said, you only are as strong as your weakest link. For me, I love that the the FRC has really cultivated my mind-body awareness Mm -hmm. more than any other thing that I've, any other modality. Because I'm really activating or i'm sending life force or i'm awakening like certain qi. A- i'm awakening chi in areas yeah. that i've never felt before like internal rotation of my hip you know i've yeah. felt like and it's interesting being a body worker for so long because i feel you know these densifications in people's mm. bodies especially around the hips and the shoulders it's like mm-hmm. it's around these joints that are incredibly mobile and it's like the body is creating excess stability there uh You know, it's creating, it's the body's very intelligent and it's going to do what it can to create, um, you know, to, to protect in a way. And like you said, the hips and the shoulders are very mobile joints. It's interesting because the body has, is created so perfectly and it, and it switches off from mobile joint to stable joint, to mobile joint. It's like the shoulders, mobile, the elbows stable. And then the wrist is mobile. Yeah. And the same thing, the legs are matched. It's like the hips mobile, the knees stable, then the ankles mobile. It just alternates. It alternates. So if you, if you start to lack mobility and in, in a mobile joint, then it's going to look for mobility in the stable joint. Exactly. Like, Uh, I heard a quote the other day, a bad hip shits both upstream and downstream. Mm. So (laughs) it's like, it's like, it'll go, a bad hip will go up to your lower back or it'll go down to your knee.
1: It happens everywhere. Yeah. And in my specific example, it was, it's a bad hip. Um, I think it's probably what the initial thing was because of that specific injury, um, in my case. And so now I feel some instability in my knee which is obvious, you know, that my hip is looking for some stability in my knee, potentially Mm -hmm. in some, you know, more rotation or, you know, anything that kind of needs some looseness, like I can Mm. experience that in this knee. Um, And then my foot, which is supposed to be a stable joint as well, um, that big toes tightening up or uh, like not giving me mobility. Yeah. So I need to work on that mobility. Uh, mm-hmm. and then the ankle you know i'm not getting as much range of motion there so i'm 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 seeing the pattern in my own body and it's it's ironic because it's something that i work on with clients all the time yeah and um you know i think a common misconception at least from what i hear in my own clients is like oh well you um like you should be really good at this stuff because you're always practicing it and like while well, a big part of that's really true like I'm always reiterating these concepts in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to like practice and become better. Like the truth of the matter is like a lot of times I just get focused on my clients and like, I don't have enough time Absolutely, for myself, dude. you know? And it's really ironic really.
0: It's just how it works. Yeah. And it's like the people that are helping other people rarely, you know, spend time to help themselves. Mm. And you see that with like the, uh, I mean, that's, that's the shadow archetype of the, the healer Mm. is like that they're healing other people, but they end up not healing themselves or they like, I had my
1: like chart read the other day for the first time. And that's like, what kind
0: of chart, like um, a natal chart or something,
1: you know, Sydney Mm, no redhead. Oh, maybe Sydney, like Australia.
0: I don't know. No. <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> she
1: like pulled up my chart and she said like, oh, you're a hierarchy or like your purpose is to be a healer or something. Mm, for uh, sure. Anyway, I don't know if you knew anything about, I'm Jeez. not very educated in the astrology.
0: I mean, or, I'm definitely, a, I, I definitely can, can delve into there, but. Anyways, I mean, you. Yeah. I see you at the gym and I see you as a trainer there and I see the way that you're working with people and your level of compassion mm. and your level of really genuinely wanting to help people and listening to them and taking them through, you know, and, and, and also like wanting to continue your knowledge and, and staying hungry for knowledge mm. and how can I help this person more? So that's a healer right there. Thank you. You know, you are. Yeah. And you're an embodied healer, too. Like, it's like you're helping people get back into their body and really experience yeah. it now and here. And that's where
1: this conversation kind of comes full circle for me. It's like, cause now I have all this time to heal myself. Yeah. It's like, now I can, I can learn more strategies to help heal mm-hmm. others, you know, which is how it's always been. Like the only reason I know what I know today is because I've had to make a lot of mistakes on the way in my own body and my own exercise, you know? Yeah, like I've always, I I have a pretty thrashed body. Like I'm not afraid to admit that. um, Yeah, like I'm only 25 years old, but the amount of miles that I've put on my body had a good time. It's like, (laughs) dude, like my body's like 40 years old or something. So (laughs) basically, like that's that's forced me to educate myself about longevity. Mm. And like how do I heal this or that or this because of the amount of injuries I've had in my life yeah you know, doing all the extreme sports I've done and all the like
0: heavy heavy lifting,
1: exercise and shit that I've done crossfit
0: all that yeah. yeah
1: um but it's like forced me to learn the hard way which I think is the best teacher
0: I think you know? with everything there is an, an ebb and a flow you know it's like we we as healers or peop- or coaches or, or helpers or whatever it is, we usually go through a period of really experientially putting ourselves in the shit mm. and then we learn from it. Then we can help other people, you know along the same lines. Yeah. And then it's like, and then we, we spend that time helping people for a while and then it's like, okay, now it's time we've been helping people now. It's time. And usually then we're not, you know, completely focusing on ourselves. So then we need to take that space and time Uh to go back and focus on ourselves again and do more embodiment practice. Do more um, doing the work ourselves, and then we get to level up and show up for people in a whole new life. Level up, dude. It's leveling up, man. Yeah, it's man. like you get to you get to integrate all of the stuff that you've learned, yeah. practice it, put it into place in your own body, and then give it back again. Yeah. And then the cycle will just keep continuing. Definitely. At least that's what I've noticed for myself. Prevent
1: people, or I want to help people to not make all the mistakes I've made. Yeah, like if I can help people cut, you know, have shortcuts Mm -hmm. and like not have setbacks and not get injured. Like that's that's my main focus. Is like just I just want people to move better, and I want them to understand what their body is and how they can sustain what Mm. they love to do. You know. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, I like to exercise, but, like, exercising is not really, like, mm. my passion. It's, like, my passion is staying healthy for all of the things that I really do love to do, you know, like, yeah. whether it's rock climbing or trail running or, mm. you know, those those things that are, you know, a little bit more I, I can... I get consumed with a little bit more than just like being in a gym, you know? Yeah. So the gyms kind of come like a, it's become a training ground, which in my opinion, that's where it it should should be. be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. People Um, train to just practicing. You're practicing in the gym. Like you're training for real world scenarios and situations. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've, again, like how to learn that the hard way of like, well, I grew up pounding my fucking body. (laughs) Like how many reps of this can I do in 20 minutes? And like, um, that mentality over a decade um, and now I'm like trying to undo all that stuff in a way where it's like you gotta relearn everything you know now you it, like, it allowed me to build this incredible base of strength and cardio capacity and a big engine yeah. um, and now like I've kind of done all of the the hard stuff it, it's not really the hard stuff but the, the stuff that takes a lot of time Yeah, and then it's like oh okay now I gotta learn back to stage one, like you messed up all here, here Mm. and here along the way. It's like, you got to kind of undo all of that and then bring a different psychology to it. And then like start over dude. Cause like absolutely made a mistake, you know, that's like, that's how
0: we learn. That's how we learn. And coming back to that beginner's mindset is so hard. Mm. That's so hard because we, you know, you've put in a decade of heavy strength training, heavy training, all of these different things. Now it's like, okay, let's go back to the basics of just hip mobility. You know, yeah. just basic hip activation, basic hip mobility. Yeah. And it's such a, like, it. it's not, it doesn't look sexy, you know? But <laughs> it's like the gains from that are yeah. tenfold. Oh, totally. In yeah. longevity, in, you know, just moving better and being able to enjoy life and this body and i think the same thing has happened to me is that i've had a ton of injuries and i've had to relearn everything hmm. but that's allowed me to help other people move exactly. from that place you know and yeah. it'll you'll be you you'll become more holistic within that process as yeah well. you've practiced your whole life now you get to teach yeah
1: yeah exactly i mean i think it's at least something i try to do is to bring a beginner mindset to every situation
0: mm. if i can yeah if
1: i fail to do that then i see myself i'll, I'll you'll plateau you'll stop learning
0: yeah you'll stop. um
1: and then you know you'll you'll just kind of be stuck in your ways mm. and, and you can feel that as kind of ego coming into play absolutely like, i think oh I, well i think i know this and it's like well really you don't you don't know anything yeah you know like so mm. I, I i try to have that mentality i'm not like i definitely fail at dude, times but it's um,
0: it, it sucks to suck at things you know? yeah it really sucks well, dude I,
1: and that's why i like i've really loved this mace oh it's like mace, i yeah. suck at it right now you know but like i've practiced it a couple times since i saw you and like mm-hmm. i'm getting some skills and it's like that um just that like little improvement is so satisfying ah, it's so
0: satisfying. you know what <laughs> i mean um
1: it's it's, 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 it's so much fun thing, dude yeah
0: you're learning like new neural kinetic patterns mm-hmm. and pathways and it's it
1: but it, it's forced me to relearn yeah you know, it's forced me to get out of my my ways and my the habits linear of linear training, you know, I, I've had such a extensive background in like Olympic weightlifting and bodybuilding and CrossFit. And, mm. um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of functional patterning, but I don't really think functional patterning is as diverse and integrated as it should be, or yeah. actually really is, Yeah, you know, cause to be functional, like, what does that mean? Well, it means you should interact in the environment well. Mm -hmm. you know, and you should be able to complete tasks well Mm -hmm. with your body. Um, and like some, some of the ways we train that doesn't really reflect anything natural that we see in the environment, you know, like, Oh, I can snatch 300 pounds. Like, look at me, how functional I am. It's like, well, (laughs) you're really freaking strong. And to do that, the snatching, I think, I think a snatch is easily the hardest movement to master um, yeah. and there's so many benefits. I'm definitely not bagging on the snatch, but like how many times can you think about snatching a 300 pound barbell in nature? I don't know if that has existed in our evolution really. Um, but you know, just kind of having that, like, cause people take, they take an idea and they're like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to be the best at that. Like, yep. Oh, they say squatting's good for me. Like I'm going to squat every day or like. <laughs> This red light therapy is like good our, for like to do. Like I'm gonna do it every day. Like it's—it's it's it's just like our
0: capitalistic mentality yeah. is like we're gonna take something and we're just gonna take it all <laughs> the way to the fucking end until it kills me. Yeah, it's all or nothing no. for us. <laughs> like
1: it always is, and I—I I catch myself doing it all the time.
0: Do you think that's just like an innate thing mm. inside of our psychology?
1: I have no idea. Man. I think it's like you,
0: you, think you see tra- something you that think you're attracted that
1: to. I think like you see something you're attracted to. And you're like, I want to be the best at that because if I'm the best at that, then like I'll succeed and like people will like me and like I'll fit in and survive. You're
0: like the sperm they got to the egg or something. (laughs) You're just like. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. You're the winner, you know, you're, you're the, you're the gene that, uh, (laughs) that gets passed on. Yeah.
1: Like you're gonna, you're going to be the fittest. Like that's. Or the strongest or the, you know, Mm. you can run the longest. I think that's cool. Like I'm, I've been obsessed with athletics my whole life. Like, trust me, I get it. Um, But I think when you put that into like a mentality with everything, it can definitely lead down like paths of like overtraining or stress. It's an
0: imbalance. You've swung the pendulum too far. And you've, you've gone so far down this, this path that you are now stuck there. Mm -hmm. And you are not able to move freely from that place. For example, it's like Mm. the, the, the quote, it's not the strongest that survive. It's the most the, ones that are able to adapt. Uh, So it's like, that's what fitness is. That's what fitness is. And, And I think if we take a more generalist perspective, uh, being pretty savvy at all these different types of movement the body just likes that in general. Yeah, dude. It, the body is a generalist thing. I mean, we call it repetitive stress injury for a reason. Exactly. You do anything too much. Yeah. It, you're going. The body's going to adapt to that at the detriment to your anatomy. Mm. It's such a trippy thing because it's like. Have you
1: read like the sports gene? I haven't um, read the sports gene or the gene. talent code.
0: I've not read either of those. Those are
1: two books you might want to look at. Dude, I will definitely look into those. They talk about, like, the myelination of your neurons, essentially. Mm. So, like, every time you do a task, you're creating synapses, like, in your body. Billions, quadrillions of synapses. Mm. That's just how our nervous system reacts. So, every time you do a task with a positive result, like, oh, I snatched this weight and I succeeded. Like, that's a positive result mentally for whatever intention you put into the the Uh. act you get a a sense of success. And then your body neurologically remembers the exact synergistic pattern of all those little firing things in every order to then start to like program that into your hardware. You do that enough time, then the nerves start to become myelinated, which is just like a fatty substance that starts to Mm. surround the telomeres. Um, and all the dendrites of the cells from my understanding. Yeah. Um, and when you do that, like it just becomes a more efficient, um, mechanic or action, like any, anything you've practiced and everyone has this over experience, and over and
0: over again, you create those neural yeah, pathways. It becomes
1: automatic. Some people call it like my, our, um, muscle memory. Yeah. Um, or like you watch someone like do something. It's just so natural because they've practiced it a hundred times and they've, they've trained their neurology to just mm. be so efficient with it and, and then it's like the
0: martial arts. Yeah.
1: And and then they like, they've kind of, there's just been this like interesting controversy around that book. And there's another author. Um, but he was kind of looking at like professional athletes and a trend that he noticed in professional athletes was that they grew up doing a wide variety of sports. And so they were exposed to all these different scenarios and all these different environments and stimuli and the most important part of their um like growing and transformation you know you're a sponge when you're younger you absorb Mm -hmm. everything you learn so much faster so in that that very important phase of their life they were very active in so many different sports and then they started to specialize later like tiger woods is a great example right um so now he's he's like one of the best in the world he's the best golfer that's ever lived but like his background was doing lots of sports um I don't know if, like, Tiger was a specific example. Don't quote me on that. But there's many, many athletes that are the best Mm. in the world. They grew up doing all these different sports. They didn't grow up doing that sport only, that sport. Like, some people would look Mm. at, like, a swimmer, like Michael Phelps or someone. Yeah. Or Usain Bolt, a runner, you know. Yeah. And there's definitely a huge genetic component, no doubt. Um, And that's a separate conversation. But you know, chances are they were exposed to lots of different things. And so an athlete that's exposed to that early on is then able to pick up skills much, much quicker and Mm. be much, much more efficient at anything presented to them. And that's what you'll know. You'll know an athlete when you see them because you tell them to do a task and they're just like, oh, yeah, got it. No, no problem. Or like someone who's not as experienced in like physical activity or athletics, you give them a task and it's like, they have to start with nothing. Sometimes you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So it's like, gosh, I got to learn this whole mm. thing, you know. But it's it's that huge variety of um, stimuli that was put into that organism over its over its growth, and then now they're like, oh, I've I've seen this before, or like I've they're seen. They're able to adapt
0: rich. in in all directions, yeah. or to move in all directions yeah. instead yeah. of going very deep in one direction, mm-hmm. where they might only come across that sort of patterning yeah you know exactly you know yeah. um not very often or they'll come they'll come across that patterning sometimes but then it's like oh you have this whole other range where you just have no experience in and you got to exactly. start you, you have to start at zero exactly yeah so like training those weaknesses and mm.
1: you know what it's am i cross not, training what am i not good at like what can i do that's that what have i never done you know what i mean Absolutely. Kind of ironically, by doing the things that you are not good at, you'll probably everything else would benefit theoretically based off of this model that we're looking at. You know, there's like, there's all these other exceptions. Like Mm -hmm. I think one example is like Michael Jordan couldn't swing a baseball bat or something. I don't know. Um, But like I heard that referenced once. Yeah. Um, So there's like, there's always the counter argument, of course. Um, But I thought it was a really interesting thing that was Mm -hmm. brought to the table because um, like, when I grew up, I was like, okay, I'm going to specialize, like, you know, how much, um, like, how how good can I get at, like, this gymnastics move or something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and while, like, I practiced it a lot, you know, um, like, I think, I don't know if it, if it could have been doing other things to, like, stay out of that, like, repetitive action that could have still benefited yeah. that, like, concept, I guess, that I was trying to improve on, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, the argument is there, but also your physiology and your body like yeah. anatomically will cause issues the more you specialize. Yeah. Yeah, that's the physical component. That's the physical component and we mm. can't get we can't get around that. It mm. seems I mean, we do the body does adapt tremendously to specific load, emotional load, you know, physical load, whatever it is. Yeah. But we, there is the repetitive stress injury. Exactly. That you do something too much. Yeah. And one thing, whatever it is, I've noticed like my girlfriend does, did a bunch of gymnastics when she was young. Or, and now she's having like this hip issue. Uh huh. Which is like, yeah. And like, I, Where
1: for me, like where I, what I question always, or what I have at least, at least preached in the past, which.
0: Or too much. I see that with too much. I too, I see that. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I see that with a lot of yogis too. Mm. Like they do so much yoga and they become so flexible and they go so far in the, in the direction of flexibility that their joints have no integrity and they, and they start to tear things. And then I see it in the opposite direction is like, you know, some of the CrossFit mentality like they gain so much, so much strength yeah. and then they start to tear things, you know, because exactly. their body has so much strength that it's just like pulling on everything. And so both of those people are in pain, right? Because their bodies have swung too far on the pendulum in one sort of direction. It's like we are, the body is always striving for homeostasis or yeah. balance. 100% of the time. So it's yeah. like the more we can stay in balance, and usually balance is a function of like being a generalist in a way. <laughs> like, or like being yeah. being okay at a I lot agree. of different things.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know, constantly being open minded and practicing how many skills you can practice. Um, it's, and like, the, the question I always have, like, around that is like, was it an overuse injury because of a repetitive motion that was like the same motion over and over again? Or was it like, did you get that injury? Because it was like, the not the most optimal biomechanical mm. pattern? Like, and you know this really well as a as a line worker and a myofascial release practitioner um you know like if there's anything off in the kinetic chain yeah then certain structures are gonna suffer or be the victim um so like that's always a question you know and I don't know if we would ever be able to really find an answer to that really yeah maybe but like okay was it because you did 10,000 reps on that hip or was it because you did you know, 10,000 reps on that hip, like with a little bit of lumbar dosis or whatever. So it's I like, I think it's
0: probably uh, both. Yeah. I think it's probably both. And it's like, whether you did 10,000 reps on that hip, you know, maybe if you had great body mechanics or great, you know, perfect. great bio, perfect biomechanics, perfection, which doesn't, perfection, which doesn't exist. Yeah. You, the wear and tear is probably going to be a little less, you know, or yeah. or it's probably going to function a little, you know. Yeah, that's such a trippy question, isn't it? It's, it's like it's like, one of those
1: like big questions. You're like, maybe you could only, maybe we'll if you know. had if you <laughs> had
0: shitty biomechanics, you probably only could do fifty or like five thousand reps. Yeah, and then you start to wear out yeah. your knee, and then or you start to wear out your lower back.
1: Well, I think it's it's absolutely. Like if you're compensating, you're going to wear things down way faster. I don't think anyone could argue that. That knows what they're talking about.
0: And then there's the thing of like, so if we want to see growth in a certain direction, we have to specialize a little bit. Mm. You know? Yeah. If we want to see, if we want to like be the best at something, you have to specialize. Oh, for sure. And I think that, you know, as much as I see the generalist approach as being the most healthy for the body... Mm also it's like we're human and we're gonna die you know there's that and it's like a lot of us want to be really good at one thing so it's like a quality of life type thing i think a
1: lot of athletes know that too like they're trading off long-term health for like short-term short-term gain yeah like human performance like how how far can i push this thing And, like, you will get the right adaptations with specialization for whatever you're trying to specialize in, no doubt. And I think that's just a trade-off that a lot of people consciously make, usually.
0: But you just don't know until you... You don't know what you're trading until you get there. Yeah. Like, I've worked on Mm. quite a few like old school bodybuilders or even old school yogis that like they did a ton of yoga when they were younger and now they had to have a hip replacement mm-hmm. you know it's like they can't do that thing anymore mm-hmm. so it's like was it worth it i don't know you know yeah it, was it worth it was it worth it <laughs> like now you have you can't really run anymore you can't really do the thing that you love to do anymore mm. i think it's all just it's the crazy thing is that we can most of the time get what we want as humans. You know, we can we can like if we're willing to put in the work towards it. Yeah, like, like enough time and enough time, enough dedication. I mean, you sure. can you and enough effort. You can usually get the thing that you want to get. But you have to like know what you want to. You, know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> to yeah. continue you have to, have to have a really like you have to really focus, really intentional focus. We so have it's to like. Live it. You have to live it. So I think where I was going with that is like, you can get to the thing that you want, but you may be sacrificing other things. (laughs)
1: Yeah, of course. There's always a trade-off. There's always a trade-off. People and opposite reaction. Like something I always find funny is like, in any conversation, like no matter where you try to go with it, it always comes back to those like central ideas of like, yin and yang or like, Absolutely, equal and opposite reaction, and like no matter what way we want to try to spend this thing, it it always comes back to trying to balance Mm. your body, you know, and your mind, and your nutrition, and your sleep, and like your relationships, and everything in life is always trying to be in homeostasis. It's like there's so many ways to say the same thing.
0: There really, you know,
1: and that's like that's the biggest challenge, I think.
0: I feel Um, like that's what we're going through right now is a balancing act. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's like nature is, is balancing us out a little bit right now. Yeah. We've, we've been, nature's ex- doing its thing. We've been expanding yeah. at such a rapid rate within the past, you know, what hundred years or so, like maybe a little less than that or a little more than that. We've been expanding at such a rapid rate, like, and mm. When have we ever, we have never experienced a complete shutdown, a complete stop, halt, pause to everything across the globe like we have right now. Definitely. It's like a forced rest, Not in a our forced contraction, yeah. a forced going inward. And it's been forced because we haven't taken it ourselves. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anytime we get sick, anytime yeah. we get an injury, it's usually because we were expanding too much in a certain direction uh. that we were not able to handle. So it's like nature's like put you in timeout. Yeah. You, you think about you think about those patterns and how you Go were expanding. Go back to the other side. Of Go spectrum. back to the other side of the spectrum <laughs> and think about how you were expanding and how mm. what you're going to change for next time.
1: I love that, dude. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense for sure. Yeah, nature's just doing its thing right
0: now. It's doing its thing. Like, that's always... It's good. Nature's going to continue yeah, to do its thing. That's the secure <laughs> thought for
1: me. It's like, yeah. It's, you, know, you're, you are much smaller in this whole thing than, than what you want to believe sometimes. Yeah. You know, you're just a part of this, like, complete just dance, trying to be in homeostasis. And then that's that internalized battle that we have is like... People Mm. that are always trying to optimize our health and performance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What's it for? Hmm. Like, what's it for? Like, what's the balance for? Like, what are we trying to
0: balance? No, like, why are we trying to optimize ourselves? Or why are we trying to, like... Do survival. Survival. I think it's instinctual, like... It's instinctual. I like...
1: This may not be, like, the best way to think about this, but, like, you always want to be, like, the outfit.
0: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there's nothing you just like we were talking about earlier, you want to be the best. Yeah. You want to take something and you wanna you wanna be the best at it and I think that there is the innate force inside of us that's like breathing us or that's like beating our heart that is wanting us to grow. Like there's an innate Force within everything that is causing us to grow mm. like in, in everything not just humans but all life yeah there's that life force that's causing us to grow and expand and to try to be the biggest the best the whatever it is
1: yeah well I, a lot of like what i kind of see as like enlightenment or awakening is kind of like recognizing those instincts and like those reactions that are always happening in your body but mm. then kind of like observing them from an outside perspective and like, you know, being the observer, yeah. you know, cause like if I let this, this little chemical process play out in my brain, well, it's like, well, I'm going to go kill that guy and go find that food, yeah, yeah. you know, and I, I don't really care about <laughs> everything else, but then there's like everything else that comes into play. And I think if you, the better you can become at understanding that and then like observing your own actions, that's to me is you know, being awake, or enlightened, or being aware, conscious, you know, all those things. And and it is, it's purely who we are, it's purely within everybody, um, is to have that consciousness. Um, But then all of the little distractions of constantly trying to be in homeostasis, Mm. where it's like, I feel hot, so I need to cool down now like i feel hungry so i need to go eat and then like all these little things are constantly distracting us Mm. where it's like the heart of everything is like in that that center zone of it's like okay i I feel content like i don't need anything um i don't need to like chase that thing or go Mm -hmm. do that right now like however way you want to give an example of it but like, just everyone has that as their pure default. But, yeah. like, how good are you at trying to access that, you know? Mm. Or practice it. It's a practice, you know? You're never going to get Absolutely. there.
0: And we have to practice that our whole life. I heard someone a few days ago say, the thing about more is there's always going to, you're always going to want more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing about more. So it's like growth. You're always going to want more, you know, and then more is just going to continue, 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 continue. And it's never going to stop. But if you can develop, you can realize that, that you're probably always going to want more, but just realizing that you can be content in this moment without more. Right. Which is so hard. Yeah. (laughs) It's so hard. (laughs) But it, but it. that is what allows us to actually be present and thankful for life and not consumed by more.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it'll just eat you alive. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, I don't really know. Um, I'm probably not experiencing it enough. I'm not like a Buddhist monk or anything. <laughs> Um, there's definitely been mind states that very, very momentarily Mm. you can experience that. And then as soon as you bring any like awareness to it, it's like, it's already in the past, you know? So like the question is like, can you ever be in that state? And like the little that I know, my uh, initial answer would be like, probably not. I think um, I think the the idea though, is that you're, you're chasing it, but you're like aware of all mm-hmm. of the little like processes and you're, you're watching it from an objective standpoint. You're watching the self, you know, I think that is the act of being conscious.
0: And you're aware uh, you're of the journey enlightened.
1: Yeah. And you're not like, it's not a destination. Like you're not going to be like, Oh, I'm forever bliss now. Like, nothing matters it's like it's like i don't think is is possible for us as animals no it's just like based off of science
0: that's so that's so interesting i'm getting a visual of like um it's like everything in nature is striving for symmetry Hmm. is striving for balance but nowhere in nature is there something that's perfectly symmetrical yeah it's like but everything's striving for that you know, we're striving for that golden ratio, like uh, in our bodies, you know, none of us are completely symmetrical, that's so cool. but it's striving yeah. for that. Yeah. But, and like, and, and we're trying to strive for that balance. We're trying to strive for strength, equal strength on both left and right, right side, dude. equal stability on both left and right side. We'll probably never ever get there.
1: All right. Cause that's biomechanically
0: correct. Or is it, I think that yeah that's 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 a fucking rabbit hole it's like it's like is that what's caused us to survive we probably had to specialize in some certain things to survive or pass on our. the funniest thing i have to like (laughs)
1: talk about really quick is like what happened yesterday i was teaching this little like kettlebell flow class outdoors and uh it was a cool workout like we would do basically one rep of a movement on one side and then the other side and then two reps of the movement on each side and then three and four and we did that to 10 so all of a sudden you're doing like 10 single arm kettlebell swings into 10 snatches into 10 thrusters Mm. and you're trying to do an unbroken it's a hell of a workout like the last three rounds That sounds gnarly and we're on like the last two rounds and one of my client was like i'm done i quit and i was like well you got to do the other side so that you can be symmetric and then i like it was just joking with him like i'm always having fun out there and he's what he's like a good friend of mine and then i was like I thought you were an artist, Isaac. Like, don't you want symmetry? And then my other client there, D, was like, he's an artist, Walker. He doesn't need symmetry. And I was like, oh.
0: Damn, yeah. That
1: that actually worked. Like, I love it.
0: (laughs) That works, man. But it does, it
1: goes in theme with everything that I've been kind of struggling with, especially in the last few weeks. It's like picking up this mace and finding out, you know, my lack of internal rotation in my hip, and and just discovering all these little nuances in my own body that um, I could become much more well-rounded in, you know, mm. and, and to try to get out of the psychology of like, okay, Walker, you're you have a bodybuilding background, so we're gonna do eight reps on this side, and then we're gonna do eight reps on this side. And it's like maybe it's not really about that. I think it's it's more about the feeling involved and the mm. attention and harnessing the chi and and the complete awareness of the task that you're trying to perform you know because maybe on my my right side today maybe four reps was the right duration for like whatever stimulus I needed for like my intention And, and maybe my other side was like eight because of all these other variables like yeah who knows like could have done the reps over here a lot faster with less tension in my body whereas like i did the four over here like with more tension, and like that's what worked so like i think trying to get out of the mindset like numbers are so easy for us you know it's like oh that's really easy to quantify like and it's great for programming you know every trainer in the world is going to use numbers on rep schemes and sets and things so to like Put that into uh, like a workout program becomes really tough or like a practice becomes really tough. But then that's where we can draw on like these concepts of chi and flow and motion and, you know, yoga or Pilates is something I have a lot of background in where it's, it's really much it's like that, you know, you're not like necessarily doing it for reps, you're doing it for a feeling, Mm -hmm. you're doing it for a stimuli, you know, um, so that's something that I've been trying to work at getting out of the habit of doing more um, well, I think there's a time and a place for that, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I think to have that be the only mindset you do when you train you know, I think there's something bigger than that like that we can become aware of you know
0: you're round we're well rounding ourselves sure and figuring out I think the the concept of balance or homeostasis is one. We got to be aware at, at whichever direction we're too far in. Yeah. Man. And then we go in the other, and then we try to figure out how we can go in the other direction. And it's interesting because you were saying the whole thing about being an artist. And I'm like, yeah, like I feel that cause I play guitar hmm. and guitar is like totally not symmetrical. Yeah. But just because it's not symmetrical, doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing it.
1: I do not know? know you play guitar.
0: Yeah. It's awesome, dude. So I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with putting my body at a in a bad biomechanic, you know, posture just because I love I love doing it. And it like gives me it, it the medicine that I get from that is probably worth more than the physical toll that it's without a doubt. Yeah. It's like it's like I can see that with certain people and it's such a balance to be helping, be in in the coach position or the body worker, or the trainer position because it's you, you just don't you do your best, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's all we can. We yeah, can do. we're operating with tools. um
1: You know, I wouldn't call it really wisdom yet. Like, I don't think it is. I think it's concepts of things that has potential to to help. You know, if, if we see Full potential, if we see a little improvement, and like I think it's really important operate. From a scientific standpoint, of course, you of know, course. test and retest. Did I Assess. do, I want to improve this client's shoulder range of motion. Okay, cool. Well, it sucks here. If I do this, does it improve the range of motion mm. or does it say the same? It's yeah. Like, that's obviously using the scientific method in a way. Um, and so that's like science is a tool, obviously. The scientific method Absolutely. is the best tool I think we've ever created, you know, for Trying to trying to deal with questions like these, you're like, oh, well, you know, what is the answer? Like, test and retest?
0: <laughs> fucking humans, man. Yeah. Uh, it uh, was a pleasure dropping in with you, brother. Yeah, man. Where can people find out more about what you offer, and and where can they go follow you and check you out, dude?
1: Totally. Um, well, right now, probably the best place to view any of the content that I'm trying to produce is my Instagram. Okay. Um so they can follow me at holistic fitness fusion on Instagram. Yeah. That's my handle.
0: Yeah, I've been doing some of your, your uh videos lately. That's yeah. Some good stuff. Thanks, man.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to like keep it pretty basic. That's good. Um but simple as you know, give best. people different ideas. So like mm-hmm. yeah, if you're into like looking at concepts of movement and exercise, um it's Instagram is a platform I'm trying to put some more information on out there. And then um, I'm launching an online workout series. Um, I wouldn't know if necessarily call it a series, but it's going to be a huge compilation of different videos that uh, people are able to buy or subscribe to. Like the first one I'm about to launch actually this Thursday is just a little shoulder kind of prehab routine that I put together. Um, so I've done this just over the years of my gymnastics background. Mm-hmm. Um, and my climbing background like i've needed to keep my shoulders really strong so part of that is being really mobile and stable right need it yeah. um, so it's about an hour long video that you guys can check out and follow i suggest doing a couple times a week if you can for just stronger shoulders so i'm gonna be launching that thursday um and then yeah I keep looking out for stuff coming because i'm uh, i'm working hard at it and it's what i love to do so
0: dope brother
1: but steve i appreciate your time and uh of course, it's always bro. really good it's to always talk a to you pleasure.
0: Man. yeah we'll drop it yeah. we'll do this again let's go do some mace Blow though, right? definitely, definitely. <laughs> all right cool all right we're out